Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Daily Objective. And today we're going to be talking about a topic. Well, I can't imagine there's any uh, contention, any sort of controversy surrounding this issue. You know, we often, not often enough remind the audience, we are not here speaking in the name of objectivism. We're not here speaking for Ayn Rand. Uh, we're not really even here usually speaking as experts on anything. Uh, today, literally, I didn't even pick the topic or <laughs> the title, but uh, I think I'm on board with it. So let's boogie. Uh, I drove through Beverly Hills this weekend, and as every so often I've seen there, there's uh, like a pro-Trump rally. Um, you, you might say, oh, I don't, I don't expect to see that in Beverly Hills or Los Angeles. Well, maybe, you know, you're mostly right. It's, it's a largely a blue city and a blue uh, town, but obviously in any big city, you're going to have a handful of Republicans. So Beverly Hills has been where the Trump fans tend to congregate. And uh, this past weekend, I, I'm driving through there. I see one guy with a flag that says Trump 2024. Okay, let's see the next guy. He's, he's holding a flag that says, don't tread on me. Okay, odd bedfellow you got in Trump, but so be it. Keep driving. Then I see a, a, a sign that says, say no to the clot shot. Okay, so the vaccine of, of, you know, apparently gives you blood clots. Is that what the person is saying? Or we might actually, this episode might actually be deleted by YouTube or reprimanded in some way uh, for literally just talking about this topic. I'm aware of that. I understand uh, this is a, a, a topic that can often be read by YouTube as misinformation. So no matter what I say, just by virtue of saying vaccine, blood clot, you know, Trump, there's a chance will disappear. But rest assured, we'll be back. Um, anyway, uh, so there, you know, there's the state of the Republican Party, I think. This is not a controversial thing to say. Uh, people like Candace Owens have become rising stars in the Republican Party. Candace Owens is not a outlier. She is not on the fringe. She is very much mainstream. She was hired by Ben Shapiro, who's supposed to be the more rational, sound-minded republic, more of the kind of old-style Republican from before Trump. He hired this woman who is, uh, she was anti-vax long before COVID. So she introduced herself to the world as somebody who is, uh, among other things, uh, opposed to vaccination. And this is who we're dealing with. So let's talk about this. I'm here with a guy uh, who, let me tell you, uh, he's from Greece originally, and the Greeks, you know, they they gave us all of this civilization, science, medicine. So I think it takes a Greek maybe to get us out of it. Please uh, super chat, send us your thoughts and opinions, support, and please consider becoming an Ayn Rand Center UK member as well. Link in the chat and in the description. Please welcome the Greek myth himself, Nikos Sotirakopoulos. Thank you very much, Raga. So why the title? So I was one of the objectivists who disagreed with the view that January 6th was this, uh, let's say, new 9-11, all this era, let's say, uh, signifying event. Because, for, for reasons that I've explained in the past, for me, the take that the Trumpian right or the new conservative counterculture, however you want to call it, the view they took on the vaccine issue, for me, is in some ways way more serious than January 6th, because it signifies that a particular way of thinking, a particular way of viewing the world has now become the big game in town in the conservative movement. And the worst thing is that this is, has not got to do even with Trump himself. So Trump himself 
mentioned actually that he's in favor of the vaccine. Also, he gets the credit for making sure it rolls out quickly. And we had the very weird spectacle some weeks ago that he was booed by some people in one of the rallies when he said, go take the vaccines. Now, what's my problem with the conservatives anti, with many conservatives anti-vaccine take? It's not the fact that they are skeptical and saying, look, I've checked the facts and according to the facts, there's X chance of something bad, therefore, thanks, but no. It's not that. It seems that it has become part of the culture wars and that's the most annoying thing. So the topic of the vaccines has become an issue of tribal affiliation, which says that our side, because we are against the power to be, or because we are not cucks, or because you fill in the blanks, we are not going to take the vaccine. And this is affirming that my point of reference is not reality. My point of reference is other people, even if this could be against my own health. And I don't think the issue of the vaccine should be something that someone should virtue signal. I didn't put on my profile or anywhere that I took the vaccine or whatever. I respect the right of people not to take it. What I don't respect is when your epistemological angle on doing so is this cheap, boring stuff. That's the first problem I have. The second problem I have is, and we can discuss it later once I get your view on the vaccine issue, is this new boring old leftist thing that the right is now approaching, which says, big pharma is for profit, therefore, how can you trust it? So, Onkar Gada said something interesting in Ocon. She said, it's not that conservatism is in a zero, is an intellectual void, because a zero is a zero. They are below zero. And they did this, he said, by introducing religion. That's another discussion. But what we see today is not a lack of ideas. It's putting forward that we have a wrong method and we're proud about it. We are proud that we cannot tell you why we don't like the vaccines, but they are, quote, experimental, which is BS, it doesn't mean anything. And it's this, oh, I have a cousin who has a friend who got it, although they have the vaccine. So all the BS that in the beginning of the pandemic we were seeing by the pro-lockdown people who wanted to scare you, we see now by these supposed advocates of reason. We said, oh, I know one person who died or uh, they happily post on Twitter. Look, 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 someone had the adverse effects. Or ha, 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 you had the vaccines and now you have the virus. So what's the value there? What are you trying to get? You're not trying to get a value. You're so immersed in this culture war that you want to stick it to the other side that you are against values. I'm sure that most of these people do not want the vaccines to work. And this is creepy. This worldview that says, I'd rather this pandemic go on unchecked so that my side is correct and so that I don't demolish this identity I've made of myself that as the anti-vax person, I find it uh, creepy. Yeah, so like you, I, I want to mention, I don't agree with uh, mandating the vaccine or forcing anybody to do anything unless it's there's it's clearly demonstrable that this person is uh, spreading the disease. How that would be proven is a very interesting question that I can't answer, but I'm definitely, I oppose the government mandating the vaccine. I oppose the government reprimanding private citizens one way or the other. So in blue states, we've got the government uh, right now in places like California, reprimanding businesses that don't require uh, 
customers or employees to be vaccinated. And over in red states, I think in places like Texas, and I think in states uh, governed by Lord and Savior himself, DeSantis, reprimanding businesses for requiring vaccination. Is that supposed to be better? Is this uh, don't tread on me? I don't think so. Um, so I will, you know, so like, like you, I, and like probably many of the people watching, I want the government out of this. Uh, this is something private citizens can decide for themselves if they want to take the vaccine and if they're going to associate with people who are or are not vaccinated. Um, and uh, I mean, yeah, look, you know, people, they, 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 with like, they, they, yeah, like you said, oh, I know a guy who still got sick. People say, oh, the, the inventor of the vaccine and one of the vaccine companies, he himself is unvaccinated. Is this really how you want to operate in life? Like, do you really want to live in this in this uh, method where, you know, you're 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 looking for these anecdotes or these um, or like this one item of information that's supposed to supersede everything else? It reminds me of people who tell you these stories like, did you know they built the first uh, artificially intelligent machine? And the first thing that the computer said is must kill all humans. I mean, this, this is the kind of mindset that just like grabs a story and runs with it. Um, I, well, here's what I know. And I, by the way, I could not sell modern medicine to a medieval. I could not explain to them why they should trust any sort of modern medicine. Uh, that is not the, uh, that is not the uh, area that I've chosen to study and become an expert in. But I do know that generally, um, when a, when a, when the private sector came up with a solution to a problem, it's much more trustworthy than if the communist you know, USSR government came up with something. Now, the reason a lot of people are suspicious of this vaccine, and I agree with you that, uh, you know, they're sounding like leftists when they say the profit motive is involved, but also they, I think, rightfully say, well, the government wants us to take this, so I'm suspicious of it. To an extent, I think that's a fair suspicion to have, but at a certain point, we also have to put things in context. We do live in a, the, in a very mixed economy where the government Although they should not be there very heavily inserted, uh, inserting themselves in public health and stopping this disease from spreading uh, beyond what's reasonable for them to do. So given all of that, what would you expect the government to say about the vaccine? Like given that we live in a world where the government tells us to wear seatbelts, what would you expect the government to say about the vaccines? What? Don't take it. Obviously, the government is going to encourage us. And in some cases, I'm sorry to say, uh, border on forcing us to take it. That doesn't mean the vaccine doesn't work or that the vaccine is poison. That doesn't that that's not what that means. So let's uh, stick. Let's, uh, you know, stay focused on the, on the long game. We do want capitalism. We do want uh, to defend capitalism on moral grounds, which includes embrace of science of uh, reason properly understood. And that does not include running with every conspiracy theory that we hear on the Internet. The Internet is a mistake. Uh, I will say that proudly here on the Internet. And I hope uh, it's, you know, I hope the internet falls apart. I'm joking, of course. Also, thank you, Jonathan, for the $1.99 super chat. And back to you, Nikos. Okay, so two things. First, uh, why are people reacting this way? So they're saying, look, whatever the powers to be say is against us. The powers that be are the enemy of the people. Now, I kind of get where this comes from, but here's the problem. Most of these people who say this think they are independent thinkers. And that, so their reply would be, look, I'm not a sucker like you who gets uh, bamboozled by Fauci. I'm not a sheep. I'm not a victim of Fauci like you people are. But here's a mistake they're making. Saying I am not following the group think. 
is a good thing. But why is the group thing bad? Because you don't think based on what is out there in reality, what are the facts, what does my judgment tell me? You think based on what other people think. So someone who makes the vaccine and posts it all over social media and virtual signals just because they saw it on 8 o'clock on TV, for me, this is not someone who thinks well. Notice, though, that the anti-vaxxers do the exact same thing, although they think it's the exact opposite. They say, Fauci says X, uh, CNN says X, Biden says X, therefore I'm going to do the exact opposite. Again, their point of reference is not reality, their point of reference is not their judgment, their point of reference is not what is happening out there, the point of reference is other people. This time not to follow other people, but this time to do the opposite of what other people say. Or they might say, my type of people, uh, Kirk uh, or Candes uh, uh, or Joe Rogan, although Rogan hasn't said something about the vaccine, so I'm just mentioning, I'm not saying he's to blame for that. All these people, they haven't had the vaccine or those some people vocally haven't had the vaccine. Therefore, my tribe, I'm going to follow my tribe. So you are not an independent thinker when you do something as a reaction. When you're a contrarian, you're not an independent thinker. And again, I am happy to discuss people's uh, objections. If someone says, look, I've seen the facts and something is not good there. Okay, yeah, let's discuss it. But I don't see this being the case from the other side. So that's the, that's the one thing. Now, the other thing is, uh, I think, what you said about, uh, about the mandates and all that stuff, which is, again, we drop principles. Why are we against the mandates? Because we support freedom. But if you support freedom, then it means that if one company says, let's say one bar says, in this bar, only smokers should go there. I'm in favor of that. But in the same way, the bar should say only people who had 18 doses of the vaccine should come here. Well, probably the bar is going to close. But it's their right to say so. And again, how easily we drop this in the culture wars. The culture wars are a complete abandonment of principles. It's I want to stick it to the other side, no matter what, and principles being dumped. Well, if principles be dumb, then what, what is your tool against the left or against the bad people or the powers to be? You've got nothing. Yeah, what we've seen in recent years from Republicans, and uh, I don't think it's controversial to say Trump is the uh, kind of leader of this transformation. But of course, uh, the world was ready for him and definitely Republicans or whoever it is that this movement is going to be is going is going is going to move on far beyond just Trump. So it's it, it is about Trump, but it's also not. It's bigger than Trump. Um, what we've seen Republicans turn into and again, and I'll sorry, another tangent. Who knows if this will be Republicans? It could be five years from now. This this movement will identify as Democrats or as independents. I don't know what what the future holds. But what we've seen is definitely uh, people who put all their eggs in the basket of beating the left and what the left even is is ever changing because uh, this is not just about beating the identity, politics, social justice people. This is now the vaccine is part of the social justice agenda. Um, acknowledging that COVID is more lethal than the common flu apparently now makes you woke. Uh, so, I mean, what, what, what did we recently do? An ep well, do you remember <laughs> what, what, what I spoke about here on, with Jonathan on Friday? But um, I, I literally forgot what the episode was about. But, uh, you know, the Texas, Texas. Yeah, abortion right now being anti being supporting the right to abortion also makes you woke now. So, I mean, literally, I just want to be clear, you know, we, this is the Ayn Rand Center UK and I'm humbled 
uh, to be on, featured on a channel that's got Ayn Rand in the title. But um, I am a, quite a big fan of Ayn Rand, as are you. When you look at the stuff that Ayn Rand chose to spend her time writing and speaking about when she was given an annual spot at the Ford Hall Forum, why do you suppose she she chose to focus on abortion? She chose to focus on defending the right to produce pornography. Why do you suppose she made such a big deal out of these issues? I, I would uh, uh, say it's because she saw the implications of these issues and the sort of principle behind it, that principles do matter, that the um, that that the, the battle is in, is philosophical. The battle is not just a simple policy. It's not like you can uh, ban hardcore pornography and have liberty otherwise. It's not like you could uh, have a welfare state, but otherwise have capitalism laissez-faire. That's just not the way it goes because philosophy matters. So that's the battle. Uh, and philosophy, of course, is largely epistemology. How do we, what is the method that we go about? So I'll jump back to the uh, early part of this episode, Nikos. You said, uh, you know, you're, 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 you don't share, let's say, my uh, horrific view of the January 6th storming, but you're starting to kind of see the faulty epistemology of a lot of Republicans or a lot of people on the right. I suggest that as time passes, you're going to kind of retroactively see what, what had taken place in the Trump uh, era, the Trump influence, including January 6th. You're going to see how this epistemology has been there for years. It took me a while to really finally grasp it. And I suggest um, you're going to see. Uh, but hey, let's uh, we're, we're on this journey, so let's see where it goes. A couple super chats. We got Marilyn with $5. She says, Ayn Rand spoke of the fashionable nonconformist quote. That's right. She had contempt for this person who was emphatically not an original thinker. Yeah, that's right. Uh, saying I'll do the opposite of whatever the government recommends or even tells me to do is not in and of itself a good policy. The government says fasten your seatbelts. They should not tell you to fasten your seatbelts. They should mind their own business. But does that mean I should always drive without a seatbelt? I mean, uh, that's an unnecessary risk, obviously. Uh, and, you know, it's there's a, there's a saying. I don't like swearing on this show, but I will uh, go ahead and say it. Um, there's a saying that says, I'll show you, I'll fuck me. <laughs> and that's exactly what I see a lot of people doing in response to, uh, to some, the government's uh, actions and, and recommendations vis-a-vis -vis the mandate. Bonnie with $2 says that pharma can't be held responsible equals part of the problem. Yeah, to the extent that we've got a lobby system, to the extent we've got government and companies married, uh, is to the extent to which we have forsaken capitalism, forsaken liberty, forsaken principles, opening the door for all types of suspicion, conspiracy theories, and all of that. However, um, we're not living under complete fascism yet, and we do need to give, um, you know, we do need to look at things accurately, I, I would say, and uh, we're not yet in a world where any medicine that emerges in society should be, you just flip a coin to decide if it's poison or not. I don't think that's where we are. And uh, I would recommend uh, people, you know, especially people who are, you know, students of objectivism, try to be fair minded and um, champions of science in an era where there's where that's increasingly rare. Those are all the super chats. Anything? Uh, so, on and the other thing is, notice what they're doing with. Uh, so the first their first narrative would be the vaccines are not tested, the experimental the stuff. Now the, the 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 line of defense seems to seems to be shifting. Who is telling me that the vaccines are not going to hurt you in 10, 15 years? Now, first of all, up to this point, we haven't had an experience in history with vaccines that hurt you in 15 years. 
But they say, what if? We don't know. We never had the mRNA vaccines. Notice that this is the same thing, for example, that environmentalists are telling you. Well, how do I know that uh, this uh, nuclear factory is not going to become a, be attacked or whatever? So in a way, it's the precautionary principle out of any control. The precautionary principle on the arbitrary. They're not telling you, I have this sign that shows that this vaccine could be bad for you. Again, happy to discuss this. They say, well, what if? So the point is, I have a point of view and I have to defend it based on any rationalization that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do possible. Why? Because now it's part of my identity. The vaccines are part of who I am. I mean, how boring and how, how shallow your life must be if whether you've had the vaccine or not is part of your identity. And this, this is for, for any side. And the last thing you mentioned, uh, you mentioned Trump. In a way, these are the walking embodiments of Trump is because Trump is was based on this fight against the powers that be, but not based on particular principles. And be opposed, quote the man, based on uh, feelings, based on uh, whims, based on, uh, I kind of feel like it. I, I kind of feel like I have this, cont with this good uh, uh, contact with this dictator, for example. We, we vibe, I, I, feel, I feel it's like that. Or, yeah, I, I'm for freedom, but uh, I feel like we need to, to return this, uh, this, this job. So, it's this pragmatism and subjectivism at the same time. Whatever works and what works is what I feel it should work. And that's not a good way to go through life. And definitely, I mean, first and foremost for yourself, uh, as someone put, on to, uh, put it on Twitter, it's not worth it to be intubated to own the lips. I mean, again, statistically, you're not, few people are going to have this, this, uh, this, with the if they get the virus but still it's not it's not worth it to undermine your own health based on the fact that you don't want to to hurt this identity of yours because again the fact so that you're in a much bigger danger to get something to get a bad covid if you haven't got the vaccine than if you have the vaccine so i haven't got eggs in the in basket of either side i'm just saying what i see out there in the world and i hope no one gets it and i hope uh, you know you, but this is not what we this is not what rea reality is not gonna change because you want it to change you don't have a dog in this fight as the greeks would probably say it right in america we would say dogs but you guys probably didn't really have dogs did you we of course we did there there are even myths with dogs in ancient greek there are did, didn't Odysseus have a dog and the dog recognized him or something? I mean, I don't dead? know if it was translated properly. Maybe what we call translated as dog was actually a type of wolf or semi-dinosaur. I Listen, I'm not, like I said, I'm not a scientist, but... Um, we definitely had dogs. Okay, G calm down, please. Please relax. I don't want another culture war here on the uh, episode. But the, the culture war aspect, I think, cannot be emphasized enough. I agree. But, you know, if somebody judges that the vaccine is too risky, listen, one of my favorite childhood bands, uh, The Offspring, that you insulted on the show, and I said I won't stand for it. Remember The Offspring? Uh, pretty fly for a white guy. Um, I just said I don't like them, but yeah, I did like well, them in 95, is, 96. Okay, then maybe you should not betray your values and throw them under the bus. This is like the people who say, oh, I liked Ayn Rand when I was teen, but then I got yeah, over it. that's exactly what you're doing. Strong. Yes, I agree that that's what you're doing. And I agree that you're exactly like them. Uh, so anyway, flash forward to 2021, The Offspring is going on tour. Uh, their drummer cannot, uh, he has chosen not to get the vaccine because of other health concerns. 
That sounds perfectly reasonable. And they have decided to not take him on tour because they only want to tour with people that are vaccinated. I'm happy with all these decisions. I support the drummer's right to not get the vaccine because of other health concerns. And I support the offsprings, uh, the, the remaining bands members, right to get a different drummer. And I hope they're all uh, on good terms. But this does not, but of course, the internet turned this into a culture war uh, item, right? Now, <clears throat> it's like the vaccine, like you said, it's, it's become a culture war item. And uh, the culture war is BS. Sorry, my voice is, <clears throat> my voice is uh, dying. Maybe, the, my vo maybe it's the vaccine, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, uh, the, the people who turn this culture war into the primary uh, battle, I think are missing the bigger picture. The First of all, your primary battle ought to be individually. What, what is the life that you want? And all your, your concerns uh, should sort of uh, circulate around that primary uh, agenda to have the life that you want. And if the primary purpose of your life is to resist the left, I would suggest you're not living the best life you can. So you might want to rethink um, you might want to rethink that. So yeah, th this whole culture war, what's it got? Where's it gotten us? It's gotten us a Republican party that laughs at the constitution. It's gotten us Democrats that have gotten more fierce and woke and social justice driven than ever before. I mean, what, what is this culture war getting us other than deeper into the whole of the, uh, cultural collapse that we are living in? I, I would recommend, uh, individually look at the world and ask, what is the life that I want? And I hope that includes reason, science, individual values and individualism, uh, protecting individual rights above fighting the culture war. So uh, that is my recommendation. I think we can walk and chew gum at the same time, to use another metaphor. We can oppose government mandates, but also support uh, the science or support what we consider to be um, reasonable, a reasonable approach to the vaccine. There's my perspective. Um, and so that I don't lose my tiny following among uh, people here who used me to be more the guy who said, no, it's the left who's always the worst. Notice how the same happens with the left with uh, Iverme, how I don't want to even want to call the name because the algorithm is going to shut us down. That drug that uh, Joe Rogan took and everyone was like, ah, that's dangerous. He's telling people to do it. And then when he, when he was fine, everyone was it's almost as if people expected Joe Rogan not to get fun because otherwise where we have invested has left our identity, which is that this drug is bad and uh, there's no drug for uh, now this, this identity is going to collapse. So it's pathetic from both sides. And again, it's anti-values. You're not directed towards something positive. You're directed towards the negative. I oppose this. I hate this. I want the other side to lose. I literally want the vaccine, the, the, the pandemic not to be either cured or mitigated the vaccine because this is the, this is the, this is what my tribe is, uh, this is what my tribe is for. And that's pathetic. Yes, what is and, not pathetic mm -hmm. is the future of ARC UK, at least tonight, yes. uh, 20, 32 minutes from now, Yaron Brook is back. Today, his discussion is with Mo Lovat, who is a, uh, uh, someone from the Academy of Ideas in the UK, and it's on democracy. Is democracy good? And what is of interest to me, is democracy good for promoting freedom? Has it been a progressive, let's say, movement throughout history towards promoting freedom or not? And back to you, Raga. Yeah, I mean, democracy, you guys invented it, didn't you? Uh, some version of democracy. And I think Iran is going to be arguing against it. 
against democracy and more for maybe a representative republic uh, with rule of law, with uh, certain limits by which the government cannot uh, go past. And, uh, you know, the, the founding fathers of America, who they loved Greece and a lot of uh, what you guys had to say, they were torn between the fact that the people are volatile, the people, you know, their passions can flare. Boy, have we seen that lately in America. The people are volatile, but also the government can be tyrannical. So what do we do? Do we give the power to the people or do we give the power to the rulers? And then one day, Thomas Jefferson was drinking his coffee and he looked over at the carton of creamer on the table and it said half and half. Half and half. Okay, by the way, the story is not true, <laughs> but it said half and half. And uh, he said, oh, I get it. The Senate will be sort of representing the basically the government and that the congressmen will represent the people. I think that's basically how the American government works. But I think if we don't have rule of law and the constitutional limits, then we're headed to hell uh, no matter how we uh, set up this government. So please, everybody, let's be principled. Thank you for sitting through that wonderful historical lesson. Again, that story is not true. All right. Now, uh, my question to this is, when did coffee arrive in America? I'm serious with this question. Or was it there like forever? What? When did coffee become a thing in the United States? Like people would wake and drink coffee. Good question. I know tea was a big part of America's founding, but I don't actually know uh, when coffee is coffee from South America originally? I think so. Well, then maybe that's when, I don't know, maybe when we went and went down there and started uh, hanging out in South America. Listen, I've already given enough historical lessons for one day <laughs> and scientific uh, insight. Let's read a couple super chats here. Phil with five pounds says, hi, Nikos. Money where my mouth is on HDTV yesterday. I think it means HB with a B like Binswanger. Yesterday, I implied you misquoted me. I was wrong and you were right. I apologize publicly. Cheers. Uh, so Phil, on what? It sounds like you two have something to discuss, a misunderstanding of some sort. Uh, Enric with 499 says, missed you at Ocon, Nikos, but enjoyed your Greek godlike remote appearance. Uh, okay. Thank you all for joining us today. Um, coffee is from Ethiopia, says Dylan, the producer behind the scenes. Well, that raises a whole other uh, list of questions, including can white people in good conscience drink coffee in today's climate? And uh, I'm just waiting to see till the woke left puts their money where their mouth is and renounces coffee because it's cultural appropriation from Africa. Boy, will that be an interesting day to see. They've already, they've already renounced logic and the law of identity, which is a cultural appropriation from Aristotle. So they'd be on brand there. Absolutely right. Speaking of brands, uh, please subscribe to Ayn Rand Center UK and consider becoming a member. Link in the description and in the chat. And uh, be back here in 28 minutes to watch Yaron Brook debate Mo Levat on democracy. Good or bad here on Ayn Rand Center UK. Until then, uh, we're jumping over to Clubhouse. Me and the Greek, he'll, I guess you'll be there a little while before you need to go prepare for the debate. Thank you for uh, gracing us with your presence. I can't imagine any of you have an opinion on today's topic. So join us on Clubhouse and you will be given the floor. Oh, I see someone on chat. I think they say we take our line from MSNBC or CNN. So, I mean, if that's your primary epistemological uh compass you know whatever cnn says then the opposite must be true uh i would suggest you're uh you've got a very very confusing life ahead of you 
Uh, just like if your entire moral calling is to oppose the left and that's the end of it, that's the entire per calling, then again, you've got a very, very confusing and unsatisfying journey ahead of you. Thank you all for joining us today. A lot more to discuss in Clubhouse, so join us there. Thank you, Nikos, and see you all very soon. And goodbye. <laughs>